Hi everyone. Um, it's your friendly neighborhood advisor, uh, Viana. Well, I don't know. I was just sitting down. And I was thinking to myself, um, what can I really talk about? And I think the one thing that I really want to start off addressing is about marriage. Um, guys, girls, if you're dating someone and you see something that you know you cannot put up with in the marriage, do not even bother. And I'm not just saying this because I want to say something. I'm saying this because um, I'm, I'm also in the ministry and my husband is a pastor and we have been privileged to counsel a lot of couples. And one of the mistakes that we've seen and that we're learning from and we're saying going forward is when people come with you with a concern, you have to make sure you ask them, are you sure you're willing to work with this? Or if this is like a zero tolerance thing for you, walk away from that relationship. It's it's not worth it because you might feel like it's so minute and it's something we can walk through. But those little things are... They tend to be the bigger issues, actually. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's down to, like, blended family situations, religion, denomination, um, finances. Just, if you're seeing something already, it's a sign telling you you need to walk away. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we believe in prayer. Prayer does change all things. But what we're starting to see is these days, those things that were concerned during the counseling sessions are the same things that tend to rear their ugly heads back in the marriage when the marriage actually starts. So if you know you're not willing to, um, if you know you can't deal with this issue in dating, you can't deal with that issue where you're courting, there's no point going into a marriage. I've seen marriages that have had um, situations with blending with each other's families and and not everyone is capable of adjusting to that if you're not sure i mean of certain things if it's like a i don't think i can put up with that type of situation walk away from it that's my two cents for today thank you It's me again, Bianna. Um, I want to talk about a different topic today. It's going to be brief, but more like... So it's graduation season. Hey, hats off to everyone graduating this May. Um, I think my message more is to parents. Um, I'm a parent of myself of two young boys, a six-year-old and an almost four-year-old son. And one thing I have seen is a lot of times and also being an immigrant the way we were raised there was an expectation you had to go to college and do only certain majors it had to be either engineering or medicine or accounting law like the basic top major um professions as we see but now times are changing the era is changing and parents we cannot keep forcing our kids to do what we want them to do. Um, 
there's so much now um, with technology and and so much going on. I think what is important is pay attention to their interest and try to guide them in the right direction. It's okay to advise them to say, hey, you know what, maybe um, this is a good major for you, you know, but also you have to look at other things. You want to have family, um, you want to be able to take care of yourself. So it's also good to direct them in a great way, but allowing them to decide on what they want to do. I've seen people go into college and come out of college and are unfulfilled because we're only trying to fulfill the parents' desires. Um, parents, please, I think if you still have time, spend time assessing their strengths and their weaknesses and seeing how you can develop them into being something that they that they will be happy about you know doing if they love experiments and try stuff they kind of guide them it's okay for them to try different things while they're younger for you to kind of see their interest if they like sports yeah encourage them in sports but at the same time talk about the importance of education so they know that it is good to do that for a backup if it's sports and they can go into sports medicine and become physical therapists to help those that are injured in sports you know or just Exercise management is something. There's something out there now for everyone. But please do not force them to live the dreams that you do not fulfill yourself. Everyone is called to a different calling, a different destiny. And um, as parents, we are caretakers here on earth. So basically, we should be guiding them in the right direction. You know, pay attention. I know we get so caught up with work and stuff. But pay attention to their interests. That will kind of give you an idea of where they should be going. And sometimes you're really clueless. You know, people say, why do you go in with undecided major? At 18, they're still young to decide on what they want to do. Some kids do have that in mind. Some kids don't. But just be there with them every step of the way to understand what their interests are and see how best to guide them. Do not try to leave your dreams through them. That's my two cents for today. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Hope you guys are having a great day. Um, it's me again, Biana. So I wanted to talk about something different today. Um, someone had um, approached me. She wasn't looking too happy in. This was um, in church. So apparently during prayer, um, you know, like I said, with the technology age and, you know, trying to get kids to be less distracting, um, she gave her phone to her son to use. Mind you, volume wasn't on. He was just using it to keep himself quiet. And after service, she was accosted by another parent who had an issue because apparently... The cell phone was distracting her while she was praying. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so she, you know, she, you know, politely approached her and asked her if she could please refrain from giving her son uh, her cell phone to use um, because it was distracting her, because it was distracting her kids who are grown kids, not babies. And, um, wow. I mean, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, 
everyone has what works for them. Everyone has opinions. Um, we know what statistics say and all that. But um, if the volume wasn't on, it wasn't bothering you. And if you're closing your eyes, it should not be an issue for you. And if your kids were watching and that's the distraction that they were having, then you should be able to um, put them in check. Basically tell them to sit down and focus on the prayer. Um, parents, we mean well. We're not here to parent other parents. But please, just because one thing works for you does not mean everyone should bite to that rule. Because that's what you choose to do. When you want to approach situations, think about it before you approach someone. It can be very hurtful. I mean, in this case, the mom was bothered because, like, why should I have to do this? Because it's not something that you subscribe to. Um, I'm just, you know, just thinking about it. Yeah, she meant well. It's just... A lot of times when we have our beliefs, we try to impose it onto other parents. And if it's not, like, if everyone around was not complaining, why should that be an issue for you? Because, and I guess the reason why I'm addressing this is because it's something that she said she would bring into the women's meeting to address to the mothers. Don't do it. (laughs) If you're not doing it in your home, that's fine. If that's what they choose to do. But then again, I can understand. You can come up with a different approach. I know when we were growing up, we had no phones, no tablets. We just had to sit quiet. Sometimes we were bored, we fell asleep. Or sometimes even when we had to sit with our friends, we would talk because there was nothing to do. It's it's sad that this is the area that we're working with now. Even my kids had an appointment at the hospital. And in order for the doctor to talk to me without distraction, she handed them iPads. So it's just a way to distract the kids for the moment. Um, if it's something that you're doing Monday to Sunday for hours, then maybe you need to, you know, it's up to you, keep that in check. But if it's just something for just a little distraction for like an hour, just so you're not being bothered. I, I think, I mean, it's a personal thing, personal decision. Like my kids, you know, I would that was the remedy for me. Just lately, I haven't just been charging their tablets. So, I mean, what works for you might not work for another person. Parents learn to approach other parents with tact and care and caution. That's my two cents. Bye. Hello, people. I know, yes, I'm probably late on this topic, but I don't know. I don't know. It just kind of crossed my mind, especially, like I said, this is graduation season and people are looking forward to going to college. And I don't know, like that entire scandal about people paying and going the extra, extra, extra mile to get their kids into college. (laughs) It just kind of made me think. The things that we call... The names... I mean, what what is the word I'm looking for? Um, The way we disguise bribery in our society today is just so funny. Um, 
I've seen where, you know, well-renowned schools will say, oh, we have um, contributions from uh, whatever sponsor or whatever it is. Yes, it's good that they are contributing to help out with the school, but then they do that and that secures their generations up until the seventh generation admissions at these schools. And I'm like, hmm, what a subtle way to bribe and donate at the same time. I don't know, like, I hope you get what I'm saying. It's just extra mile people go through to secure their kids. And then the ones that work so hard to get into these schools that are being robbed of the opportunity to get in, it just baffles me. Um, It was really sad when that news broke out. And um, I'm not shocked to hear it. It exists. I've seen not only in this country, even in foreign lands where that happens, your parents pay the right people and then you're secured admission. And a lot of times people that actually deserved or merited those positions are dropped last minute to accommodate those kids that the parents had to pay for to get into school. Um, parents, if your kids are not doing well to merit a school, keep them where they can thrive. Don't pay and make a well-deserving... I mean, they're already privileged having you guys that have that kind of money to waste to get them into schools, to cater for them even when they're done with school. So let those that are trying to get up there, allow them that, to get their ride. You know, it was, it's so annoying and so painful that people who have to work so hard and then they get turned down only because someone that had six million dollars could afford to put their kids in those schools i mean the length that they went through down to even paying coaches coaches i am disappointed in you guys really coaches i mean there's one i just read yesterday in the news about a parent that had actually bought a house for a coach you guys enjoy all these perks and deny those that really deserve i mean god is watching you god is really watching you guys but um, I just want to wish the new graduates um, a happy graduation and wish them the best in or on their new journey into college. I hope you got into the college that you were hoping to get into. If you were denied your real position in the college that you applied to because of someone that had money, um, sorry, but just make the best of wherever you are right now. Um, wish you all the best. And um, that's my two cents for today. Thank you. Hi, everyone. So, um, lately, I read a lot of magazines. And, you know, and this one word tends to stand out more to me. Mom shaming. Why do we even have that word? Why do we do that? Who's to say... That you go to work and you as a mom staying home, that you guys are better than the other. It's not easy being a mom regardless. I have been on both sides of the coin and I give it all to moms that stay home and mom that work. It's not easy. So rather than shame that mom for not being there because they have to work. Why don't we try to uplift one another? Try to have suggestions on what they can do to help. 
if you're friends with one, how can you help them make their jobs a whole lot easier? I'm just saying because I remember when I had to work, it was not easy waking up at 4.30 in the morning to put stuff together, put out their clothes so that my husband can get them ready for school, and then jump up to the train station to go catch the train. And then when you get off work, you have to go pick up these kids, come back home, do homework, give them food, put them to bed, and it's like a whole cycle continues. And then again, when you're home, there's so much to just do, not just when they're gone to school, then you have to worry about their needs at home and run around and do errands. And and sometimes you forget yourself in the entire mix. Let us not shame each other as moms. Why don't we just celebrate one another and uplift ourselves? Because it's not easy being a mom. I'm single moms, moms with husbands, moms that have help. Um, it's not easy. That's just this that word it annoys me when I see it because it should not even exist. There should be no moms shaming another mom. Like, let's be a sister to another person. How can you help that person that goes to work? The person that stays at home, how can you as a working mom advise them on on bringing in extra income? There are things out there, there's information that you can share. Um, Also, moms, I advise you guys, be a part of a group. I know social media is used to celebrate all kinds of stuff, but for me, social media has been a great source of information. I have, I'm actually a part of different mom groups and I have, you cannot even imagine the wealth of information that I've gathered just being in these groups down to what find a piano teacher or the nanny sharing things for moms that work. There's just a wealth of information out there. So harness the power of social media, but let us stop mom shaming. That word should not exist. That's just my two cents. Signing out. Hi everyone, um, I'm going to be doing a short segment on, this segment is basically going to be about why I started this podcast. Um, I've had so much information on the inside of me, I have, sometimes I sit down and I'm like deep in my thoughts, I have things I want to talk about, I love to share information, I like to get feedback from people as well, and that was why this, my two cents podcast was, um, created because I want to be able to share my thoughts on different topics. Um, a little bit about myself. I'm actually Nigerian born, uh, but I'm also um, a citizen here as well. Um, a wife and mom of two boys. And I have so much that I want to share based on my experiences. I'm involved in the ministry. Things that I have to see around me deal with my past experiences from my my jobs, people I've interacted with, people I interact with on a daily basis, and just to kind of share my thought and get feedback on what you guys think about the things that I share about. Um, I'm going to be talking about, this podcast is focused on love, life, family, parenting, society, culture, everything. Some things might be nice, some things might be controversial. I just want to rub minds with people. So anything you hear on this podcast is not meant to offend but more to educate and also to educate me as a person. Also, um, I look forward to making more podcasts for you guys. Um, feel free to share what you want me to talk about, things you want me to share. 
I'm, I'm all about information. Just let me know and I can put it out there for, for you. Um, so this is basically why I started this podcast. I just love to share information. And that, that, that mug at the store that says my wife is Google, that's me. I love to share information, find out information, just share, share, share. Sharing is caring. That's my two cents. Thank you. I'm doing this podcast because I want to encourage a lot of people out there, especially young people. Um, Sometimes you feel like, what am I here for? Like, why do I exist? Like, do I have anything to bring to the table? The answer is yes, you do. Everyone has something that they're born with, a talent. You might not be the next Beyonce. You might not be the, the next, you know... LeBron or the next T.D. Jenks. That might not be you, but there's something that you have on the inside of you that can be of great benefit to someone out there. We're not just put out here to just exist. We're out here to influence one another. So you might have um, the ability to speak and you might have a, a group that you are geared to more. Why don't you motivate young people like you? Um, if you're good with your hands, Find out that thing you love to do. Don't don't discredit anything that you find yourself doing. If you're great at doing hair, making videos on YouTube, why don't you do it for a business? If you care about skin, there's stuff out there you can do. Skincare line products. If you, I mean, all about it's just there's something out there for everyone. Don't think you just put out here to exist. You're out here to influence the next person. Look on the inside. What is that one thing people tell you all the time that you're good at? If you have the gift or gap, that means you like you know how to talk. You can talk your way through a storm. Um, maybe you should get into sales or just talk to people. Be an MC at an event. Every everything now, and I'm not I'm not saying this because I'm trying to tell you ways to generate income. But if your talent is going to make that way for you, because even the Bible says your gift will make a way for you. So that gift that you have on the inside, try to see how you can harness that gifting. Um, If you're just, some people, their smiles just make people feel good. Just smile. Smile. Someone might be having a crazy day. Your smile might just warm that person's heart. And it just turns that frown upside down. You know, you everyone has something to bring to the table don't look at yourself like i don't have anything for this world to see your art your story your experiences even your pains is something for the next person to learn they say you're wiser when you learn from the experiences of others so why don't you share your experiences and let people learn it can be your platform don't look at yourself as mediocre like you have nothing to bring to the table we all have things to bring to the table. So I just want to encourage every young person now, even older people that feel like they're their prime and they have nothing to offer. There are many people that started in the in their primes and they made it. I was just reading that article. It's even though it's old news, the lady that did the Black Panther movie, she was the older lady. That was her opportunity and then she grabbed it. So you have something to offer. Remember that. That's my two cents.
Hello everyone, um, I decided to do this blog to kind of like talk to um, women out there. Whatever happened to modesty? Why do we feel the need to show body parts these days? Um, this topic kind of came to me because you go on Instagram, Snapchat, social media, everyone is bearing everything nothing is left to the imagination anymore it's like the guys can see it already so what's the point and then we wonder why certain and i'm not saying that that is an excuse for why men should disrespect women or or you know when they say oh yeah i got she got raped because of what she was wearing no that's not the reason i'm doing this that i'm not buying that excuse i'm only just saying that modesty is key you know, we're having conversations with young girls and they're wondering why they can't get a man. Because the man is seeing you and he's seeing one thing and that's the only thing that he wants. Because you're bearing your goods. Cover up. I know it's like the norm, it's the fad. You watch the shows on TV and everyone is bearing body parts. But modesty is key. Some men, when they see a woman, they know what they want off the bat. And if they're seeing boobs and butts, of course, sex is what thing is going to be in their minds. So this is kind of like a, a, a blog, this is a podcast kind of talk about covering up. It's okay to look decent. You can look sexy and decent at the same time without having to share your stuff to the whole world. Leave it to the imagination. That's what we were told when we were growing up. But now it was like, oh, no, that's the fashion fad. That's what everyone is wearing. You're so old school. No. Modesty is not old school. Modesty is something that is key. You can wear a nice outfit and still exude power and sexiness without showing everything these men when they see you they know what they want and they see and I'm not saying that they're not attracted to the cover clad women it's just that when they see your boobs and your butts one thing goes up in their minds so modesty is key it's okay to dress up and look sexy and feel sexy anyone that does not want you when you're covered up it's not for you, basically. If they see you looking covered up and nice, they will appreciate you and, 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 and know there's more. But when you're already showing everything, that's all they look at you for. And sometimes they don't even want to get a chance to know the real you because they're looking at something else. They have something else in mind. And I don't know why we do this. Modesty is key. I can't say this enough. Women, we need to learn to cover up. If that's what people are doing out there, if that's the fashion fad, start your own trend. Don't go with the crowd. Be you. Do you. Cover yourself. Just that's, give yourself some respect. Maybe when you have a man and that's what he likes, by all means, do what your husband or whatever your spouse likes. But when you're single and you're hoping to find someone, ah, 
I shake off the goodies? Let me imagine. Wow. When I get her as my wife. Oh, I can't wait to. You know, she's so beautiful. Let them know you for other things. You might be so intelligent. But they don't get a chance to know your intelligence. Because they're drawn to your body. You might have so much more to offer. But they don't see that because all they see is the body. And the alarms for sex go off in their minds. So... I'm going to end with this note. Modesty is key. Women cover up. If you love yourself and you respect yourself, you will protect your temple. Your temple is your body. And that's just my two cents. Thank you. Good morning everyone um i know it's been a couple of days but um i really took some time off to focus on family my son had to get um some surgery done and i've been in the hospital with him so he is recovering fine and while he's busy getting his rest i decided to do a short um session um I was actually watching, um, while in the hospital, I was watching a, <clears throat> excuse me, a video about a lady that released a book that was based on her experience. Um, basically, she committed adultery in her marriage, and um, from committing adultery, she confessed to her husband, um, they worked on the marriage, and out of the entire situation, a book came out of it so just a couple of things to talk about in regards to what I kind of picked on from that entire hour video basically um, they were both chasing careers and with that came a lag in communication and when that happened she found someone else that would pay her attention more and that's who she kind of became involved with. Um, it wasn't a full-blown... Is there a word like a full-blown adultery? Well, basically, um, she met a guy on a, on a flight back home from a business trip. And they formed a relationship. And it became more of a texting type relationship. And I know people are like, Ugh, so what is adultery about that? Well... I'm going to go into scripture. Even the Bible says that the moment you conceive that thought, it is adultery. So, of course, she said for her, just texting and having all these imaginations, of course, adultery already started in the head. And um, from then on, even though she tried to avoid this person over and over again, for some reason, they just kept meeting at, at places <laughs> And I think for me, the the one part I was like, okay, wow. She had confessed to her husband about the text messages. And then not only confessing, they decided to work on the relationship and put things into perspective. She quit her career to focus on her family. But then she got invited to an event out of the country for a wedding. And at the hotel where she was staying, a man that she had not spoken to in over 13 months happened to be in the same hotel talk about temptation <laughs> wow so um one thing led to another 
a kiss happened and an almost sexual encounter happened as well. And she kind of like backed away from it. Um, it's a long story. I, I wish I could, um, if I could, I will post a, a link to that video. But for me, I just wanted to talk about certain things that I got from this entire ordeal. Number one, it's important to chase after your career goals. But that's why I always say for me personally, if you are still on the path to chasing your career goals, um, I'm not saying that cannot be done with a family, but I always try to tell a lot of people, even singles, try to achieve what you can before you go into a marriage. Because when you go into a marriage, and if you're planning to have kids, that is part of your responsibility. You are accountable for them. So not saying you cannot and i'm not here to mommy shame anybody with their careers but in, for her she said she had a goal and with that goal she was kind of neglecting her family and neglecting her kids and um a lot of times when not all kids not all kids i know some dads are doing a great job but some we are their advocates so even though you're chasing careers try to remember that you have kids also involved that need you as well another thing for couples a lot of times i hear these in situations of um, where adultery occurred a lack of communication communication is key people are busy but people need to communicate you don't have to sit down, have a whole one-hour conversation, but try to find moments throughout the day when you guys can communicate and keep the relationship going. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not saying I do it perfectly, no. In a perfect world, it's difficult, but as much as you can, try to keep the communication going. Bedtime, even if it's 10, 20 minutes throughout the day with cell phones now, you can text, talk, find time during your lunch break, something. Just have some form of communication going. It seems like every time, even when you're hurting, say how you really feel. Because a lot of times people want to say stuff, but then they can't um, get the attention of their partners. So they find someone else that they can actually talk to outside. And that's what they do. They talk to that person outside. They form a bond. And then one thing leads to another. And then another relationship has then started. So um, please maintain communication. Um, also, one thing I picked from that entire conversation was that um, she had a friend that I guess she had mentioned to that friend that she had a kissing encounter with the Mr. Temptation in a hotel. And that friend um, had advised her to let the whole thing flow. Mind you, <laughs> the man in question is married. The lady telling the story is married and her friend was encouraging her to continue that relationship because even from what she knew, the man was ready to leave his family for her. People, please be careful who you talk to about your situations. Not everyone has your best interests at heart. Not everyone is happy for your current situation and want to change that for you. Do not, the moment people give you an advice that is not suitable or does not ring well with you run um i'm going to say from experience um when i first of all got married 
in the early stages of my marriage, it was a bit rough because of um, situations that happened. Um, we had an unexpected situation that occurred, and we had to deal with that situation. Um, and I had a friend that gave me an advice that I knew that if I had carried out that advice, I guess we would no longer be married at this point. In the moment she said that to me, I processed that information in that moment. I laid out the consequences of what that action would do out for me. And I just knew not to ever tell that person again what I was going through. Be careful who you get counsel from. Yes, the Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. But be very careful. If that counsel is going to bring you more harm than good, walk away from that person. I'm not saying unfriend that person, but refrain from giving advice or getting advice, I mean, from that person. Refrain from telling them your problems. How can someone be advising a married woman to continue a full-blown relationship with a married man and informing her that the man was ready to leave his family for that girl? If she had access to that man and that's what the man told her, she should have advised that man to stay in his relationship. Be careful who you give information to and who you get information from. That is very key. Some people are very detrimental to your life, not only relationships, business ideas, different things that concern you, your health. Do not share, or even if you share once, and the information or the feedback that you get is not, it doesn't, it doesn't go well with you, it doesn't sync well with your soul or your spirit, do not talk to that person about personal issues anymore and refrain from getting advice from that person because it can destroy you. Another thing I wanted to say was, um, I wanted to commend the husband, even though, yes, in that moment, the reactions must have been different. But looking back from what he said, many things allowed him to stay in the relationship. Okay, I'm not about saying stay in relationships that are very detrimental to your life or your health. Even adultery, if you could not take it, please walk away from it because a lack of trust in a relationship is as good as no relationship existing anymore. But he said he remembered several things and they talked through the entire um, situation and were willing, and then they found the loopholes and what caused their problems and decided to work on those issues. If you guys are able to do that, that is great. Talk through the situation, find out what went wrong, and see how best to rectify the situation, and see if that works. A lot of times when people have actually yielded great results from um, talking through their situation, if you have a good counselor, a spiritual guide, or a good um, um, therapist that you guys can talk to in regards to your relationship situation, please get help. A lot of times, it's not easy... Um, doing it on your own get help from people that can actually um lift you guys up and talk you through situations um also when things like this happen um one thing i saw that the lady has said was she found her purpose in this entire situation she wrote a book she outlined everything that happened to her and a lot of women that have read that book said a lot of stuff that was written in that book resonated with their own situation as well. So find purpose in things that you go through, not just per se your relationship woes, 
But anything that you go through in your life, find what is the purpose of that thing? How best can I serve the next person for what I've been through or what I'm going through or for what I've learned from what I went through? Um, she put a book out there. A lot of people are reading it. They're finding out the same mistakes that that she made and, they, and they're either in that process and they're retracing their steps back or they're seeing that it's okay to share their own story and see how a mess can be a message at the end. So um, I don't know if this is going to resonate for someone, but I just felt the need to talk about it. Just I think the, the gist of all this entire um, podcast is basically saying that people go through stuff and it's not something that's supposed to bring you down but something that's supposed to lift you higher something that's supposed to make you learn from um that situation everything you go through is a teachable moment try to learn from that situation to not let that situation hold you back down it's not worth it there's something to learn out of every mess that we go through it doesn't matter what you're going through there's something good that's going to come out of it as long as you're hopeful as long as you're willing um as long as you have the right support system just know that it's okay people go through stuff all the time don't look down on yourself don't think you're not worthy know that something greater is coming out of that whole situation learn from your mistakes a wise person learns from their mistakes and does not repeat them Someone says, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you. Not just someone else fooling you. You can even fool yourself. When you do something wrong once, you learn from that situation. If you go through it again a second time, then shame on you for going through that situation. And I'm not saying it in a bad way to hurt you or so. No. Some things do not some things are a weakness. Try to work on that, but certain things that you know that can be very detrimental to you, um, try as much as possible to stay away from the situations. Um, This is all that I have for you today. This is my two cents. Have a great day. Bye. Good morning, my people. I know it's been a while since I did a recording, um, but I wanted to um, talk about something that kind of popped in my spirit this morning. Um, I think it's that part of scripture that talks about putting your trust in no man and why I wanted to address this I know this is all old news and and now I'm, I'm very current when it comes to issues and stuff but I think I just kind of was playing around on YouTube and seeing videos of um, people talking about a particular pastor that was involved in a scandal and that kind of made me want to say something um it's okay to have a level of trust in people, um, but don't put your entire trust in a human being because even humans can fail you. It doesn't matter if it's, um, I mean, I'm married and, and, and I, I trust my husband, but I'm saying like even putting your entire trust in the hand of any man can be very detrimental to you as a person because humans are human they will fail you they will disappoint you they will get you upset they can really hurt you so when i see people putting out those articles about oh who's a pastor was leading the flock and yes i understand they're held to a higher standard because they're supposed to be leading us to heaven but they are humans they are human they can be saying all kinds of stuff from the pulpit 
but they're still human when they get off the pulpit. Your trust should be in the Lord, the one that can never fail you. And the reason why I'm addressing this is because a lot of people are dealing with hurts, pains from people. Yes, I mean, we have closeness to people. We have acquaintances that we deal with on a daily basis. But study them and put a level of trust in them. Give them a benefit of doubt. But just have it at the back of your mind that they are human. They have feelings, emotions, attitudes, behaviors. And they would definitely fail you. So even if it's the man of God on the pulpit, give him a benefit of doubt. Pray for him. But just don't be surprised when he does an action because he's a human being. He's not a a, a spirit that just exists and has no faults. He has faults. He gets angry. He or she, they have behaviors, they have attitudes. It can be your therapist. It can be anyone around you, even your parents. Sometimes they, they, I mean, they, they fail us too. So I'm just saying this because I want to encourage someone out there because you might be going through a hurt. You might be going through some kind of pain caused by a human. It is bound to happen. Bible is surely complete when it says offenses will surely come. So it is definitely going to happen as long as that person is a human being. So all this stuff about, oh, he's teaching the word of God or he's supposed to be a robot. No, no, honey, no. They're human beings. They will fill you. So give people benefit of doubt. But have that at the back of the, your mind that they have weaknesses as much as you do. They have attitudes. They have behaviors. They have patterns as much as you do also. The same way you're bound to probably fail someone at some point in time is the same way that they're bound to fail you at some point in time too. Do not put your entire trust in a human because they will definitely fail you. This is my two cents for today. Bye. to talk about a very important topic about the mountains um not actually the physical mountain but the mountains that we seem to create in our minds the mountains that seem to surmount in front of us the mountains that look like they cannot be passed i'm talking about those um decisions those actions that we want to take but fear keeps you from moving forward um I decided to do this topic based on my own experience in life because I found that at so many times opportunities that I could have um, taken advantage of I actually missed or passed out on those opportunities because of um, fear fear of nothing um, and excuses creating reasons in my head as to why I shouldn't take Um, advantage of those opportunities that came my way and I really wanted to do this podcast based on that topic because a lot of people here have um, decisions that they want to make be them relationship decisions job career changes relocation um, just a lot of decisions right in front of us and just the fear of not knowing what is going to happen tends to keep you from wanting to achieve 
what you need to achieve. And that's why I'm doing this to just encourage you out there that it's okay to take the lunge. It's so funny. I had lived in um, Houston, Texas for a long time. And and when I thought about um, wanting to relocate for a job, I thought, you know, why leave Houston? Houston has everything that I want. And it's it's a large growing market. There are jobs their people I'm single if I leave I might miss out on the right person I might go where I'm not comfortable and a lot of times those fears and those thoughts cage you into taking the right decision and that's what happened to me it caged me but it's so funny I keep telling people I actually got married when I moved I I live in Massachusetts and I never ever thought I would ever move (laughs) to a place let alone Boston, no, never crossed my mind, been here nine years and counting, and I've survived, so a lot of times you will survive when you take those um, leaps, if it's a relationship that's not working out, it's okay to leave that relationship, don't settle for what you're not happy in, because you're only going to end up shortchanging yourself, and missing out on someone even better, if it's a career change, I believe it's okay to try something new. Um, If it doesn't work out, you can always revert back to what you were doing before. But at least you don't want to leave a life not trying in the first place. I just want to encourage you, whatever that mountain is, try to surpass that mountain. Try to go over that mountain. You've been on this mountain long enough. It's time to move forward and try something new. Don't be afraid. Remember, fear is only false evidence appearing real. So it's not something that is real. You can conquer that fear. Just launch ahead and do what you need to do. Don't let anything stop you. You don't want to live a life of regret saying, I wish I did this, but I never did. Um, I just want to put this out there to encourage you to climb that mountain. You can surpass it. Have a great morning.